0: I would eat a hamburger with mayonnaise on it for hundred bucks. as long as it's a little bit of mayonnaise, not like I would a not lot.
1: eat a pickle near a hamburger for a hundred bucks. <laughs>
0: this is the one step better podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me, of course, today is Mr. Matthew Money Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? (laughs) I'm gonna start giving you a nickname every time we do this. Okay. I like it. Today, you're gonna be Matthew Money Patrick or Money Matt. We'll call you Money Matt uh, because today we're talking about a topic that is uh, related to money, and that is all about employees and how we can get them motivated. The reality is, everybody out there that is hiring is in a war. Uh, For talent, Uh, having great employees that want to come and be a part of your organization that that fit the culture and that are talented enough to be a part is something that I think everybody strives to have in spades. But the reality is, it's difficult. Uh, It's difficult to find people that want to be a part. There's difficult to find people that are skilled enough or talented enough to be a part of the team. But one of the things that can sometimes move the needle is money, and so we're going to talk about that today. Um, everything from sign-on bonuses to how can we can how we can structure compensation plans to maybe get people a little bit more motivated, and then we're going to ask or answer the age-old question, at least based on our opinions, um, how big of a needle move is an additional compensation, whether it's bonuses or raises or whatever it may be. We're going to talk through some of the other non-cash ways that we could try to get people motivated. So Matt, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Super sounds like fun.
1: Money, money, money. Let's go.
0: Before we get into that, though, got to answer some fun questions. uh, Give our readers or listeners, I should say something to throw up in their mouth about. (laughs) Matt hates pickles. Amen. I hate mayonnaise and most almost all condiments. Um, Think about what you hate out there. And the question is, what is the dollar amount that somebody has to pay you for you to consume one of your least favorite foods in all of history? So, Matt, I got a plate of pickles on the table and I got a stack of $100 bills next to it. What? You better get a
1: lot of $100 mean- bills. I mean, I'm talking lots. Uh 100 bucks isn't enough. 100 bucks is not even close. Not even close. So, $1000 is not even close. Not, <laughs> <You hate pickles laughs> not even that much. Close. I I I've, you know, I've thought about this as, you know, a lot. Um kids, you know, my kids will come up to me after eating pickle and like breathe on me and I want to punch them square in the face. <laughs> so, I'll say, ah, so it's not just the flavor of pickles. No, it's, it's the, the smell. The, they're gross, everything about them. They ruin everything. They taint whatever they've touched.
0: Like if I had a, a bucket of pickles in my office with the lid open and you walked by, do you think you could
1: smell it? God, yes, yes. Absolutely. It's that bad? No doubt. Uh, instantly. Fried pickles? Yeah, they don't have a mad – they still like something fried. I don't, they okay. don't bother me. You're just not going to eat them, but – I'm not going to no. Unless I – yeah, I'm not eating them. That's not happening.
0: When is the last time you accidentally ate a pickle?
1: I was at McDonald's when Mason was probably six or seven years old after a football game. Six or – so this was like eight or nine years ago now. A long time ago. Yep. Uh, He ordered a little cheeseburger happy meal. We ordered it plain because he doesn't like pickles either. He ate about half of it, and he didn't either get to the pickle or it wasn't enough to make him uh, decide – I'm gonna finish it off. <laughs> and I bit in and I went, uh oh, and I took a dead sprint to the bathroom. Oh my goodness. It's instant. And I have that I still think about it as like traumatic. I don't want to ever do that again. So now every, I will absolutely check every single thing I ever eat. Really? Yeah, it's bad. I and you asked me a number amount, like I gosh, you know, I I don't know what that number is, but it's a freaking lot. I'm, you know, like ten thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, I ugh. I would love $10,000. I probably wouldn't eat a pickle for $10,000. Yeah. It's that I, bad. It's bad. Like I, In my mind, I'm like, I'm not sure I'd eat one for $100,000. And that's where I'm like, that's really stupid. It's I,
0: probably a little bit different if I actually yeah, had a stack I mean, of – Yeah, in my mind, if the $100,000 sitting 100, there, I'd probably yeah. eat
1: it. Yeah, I'd probably just go, yep, I'm going to eat it, throw up, be done. But, man, it would be – I'd have a hard decision. That's why – fear. we talked about this before. I think Fear Factor – Fear Factor would be the I'm worst out. show for me. I'm out the moment they bring food in. Yeah. I, that, Any I, type of food. Anything that I'm not wanting sure I want to eat, I'm not an adventurous eater. And if it's crawling, I'm not gonna eat it. And yeah. if it's a pickle, I'm not gonna eat it. And so
0: I yeah, I I loved that show, except for that part. <laughs> the food As part, soon as the food start coming out, I'm out of the I room. I think I could I can't put can't my hand
1: it. in like the you know, the snakes or like yeah. that stuff. I think I could do that. I wouldn't like it, but but I'm not eating. That's the mental. Snake. I can get over I'm that. I'm not part. eating the snake. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's not it doesn't
0: touch my tongue.
1: So I hate pickles about the same as you hate mayonnaise.
0: Mayonnaise has got to be one of the worst things in the history. Of it's the great. World. I don't know what's wrong? With it's you. really just all condiments. Eat like I don't like ketchup, you mustard, like mayonnaise. Sauce? That's not a condiment. It's clearly a condiment. That's like ranch. Nobody ranch is like a food group, not a condiment.
1: <laughs> but I will say, I think that ranch and mayonnaise are a lot alike.
0: And I would not argue with that. I would not argue with that. I I know that ranch and mayonnaise are probably related like cousins like pretty I mean, closely related
1: versus i guess buttermilk right that's what the reality is
0: mayonnaise is disgusting and <laughs> ranch is not
1: <laughs> of course it is and so i don't yeah I don't, we don't i don't do condiments very logic, much. logic doesn't have to be any kind of reasoning it, in this right correct okay, good correct so 100
0: bucks not enough to each mayonnaise not a chance like thousand. are you talking about like a spoonful of mayonnaise or is it like on a hamburger
1: on a hamburger
0: okay i would eat a hamburger with mayonnaise on it for 100 bucks as long as it's a little bit of mayonnaise, not like a lot. I would not
1: eat a pickle near a hamburger for $100. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wouldn't, you wouldn't eat a hamburger that's been in the same basket I as used a pickle to, for 100
1: bucks. So, obviously, a lot of typical places, it's like grilled cheese sandwich at Sonic. They sometimes put a pickle on top. Yeah. I had a restaurant when I was a kid. My dad's favorite restaurant, Gary's, <laughs> put a pickle on top. That bread is going away, yeah. and whatever fries that pickle touch – those are gone like i have to take them out of my plate i then take a napkin dry off all the pickle juice and i still go if i smell it i gotta take everything out like it's bad man i've got it's a bad aversion i hate
0: it when restaurants do things to your food that's not listed on the menu
1: oh yes yeah. yeah like if you want me if you have onions tell me it has onions, tell me it has onions. <laughs> yeah, yeah just tell me
0: if something has condiments on it <laughs> like it better be listed like if you, especially if you're, like, it's gonna be like it has meat and bacon and lettuce and
1: and then you just no, don't put that stuff. it has tomatoes on it
0: i'm like what do you like? Why list anything if you're not gonna yeah. list everything?
1: Yeah. That's frustrating. So, 100 bucks, you're not, yours isn't that bad then. Cause no. if there's, that's 100 bucks. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money, but like, it has to be, it has to be. I'd like you punch me in the face for 100 bucks, probably.
0: Hey, I need you to go to the bank (laughs) real quick.
1: No, I wouldn't. I
0: need to go make a withdrawal. All right. Anyway, let's talk about money. (laughs) Money. Hundred bucks, thousand dollars,
1: hundred thousand dollars. So as we said, money doesn't motivate, right? Money, but yeah, it does (laughs) because it's not. It's it's about the the really the important thing is I really want to punch you in the face regardless how much money it is. Right. Right. Same thing.
0: Money. Money. Um, You know, there's been a lot of studies out there that have have done a bunch, or a lot of people have done a lot of research uh, to produce a lot of studies. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, that really starts to debate the merit of cash as it relates to being a motivating factor. And so I don't want to get too far into that realm of things uh, because there's a lot of, dis, uh, you know, disagreement. But here, here's kind of where the I think the, the floor is, though. Whenever in today's conversation, just to frame a little bit, when we talk about money as a motivated motivator, we're not talking about a living wage. We're not talking about um, the base floor of what somebody needs to survive, anything like that. We're gonna start this conversation from the standpoint of you are paying your people at least something close to fair market value. So if I'm I'm not talking about, hey, you know, we're if I'm a server at a restaurant making a dollar an hour, will a two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar raise motivate me? That's a different story. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're already paying your people a reasonable wage. Um, whether that's at fair market value or even maybe a little bit below or above, but they're, they're making a reasonable wage. Does additional dollars really move the needle? And here's, what, here's one of the things that we're seeing a lot of, uh, especially as today, in today's world where we're in kind of a bit of a hiring crutch, there's a lot of companies. It doesn't matter if you are um, low wage earner, high wage earner, all across the board, for the first time, at least that I've really paid attention to this, almost every industry has a company somewhere that's offering sign on bonuses. Whether it is, if you come in, we're going to give you an extra $1,000 if you stay for a month, two months, six months, whatever it is. What, what's your thoughts on, do those sign-on bonuses increase? Sign-on bonuses increase? in general?
1: I, we we have paid a couple over the years. Uh, one was in a case of moving, trying to get them to move at a time that was more convenient for us. Hey, I'm going to pay you a bonus to come on ahead and go ahead and move on over here and get started. Um, I... I was paid two different, over the years when I was working, I got paid two different sign on bonuses. One was to accept the offer now and they would have built a, it'd have more of a time to to plan for the next year. That was my first job out of school actually. And the second one was, once again, I was in a competitive environment and it was, we will help pay for your move and we'll give you some money to help you move and we'll do a sign on. That was, uh, It was more of an entitlement to get me to decide. They're throwing the kitchen sink at you there. Correct. I was a little lucky at that point. This is, you know, a long time ago. You're old. I know. I would say, you know, for me, the signing bonus part of it is all well and good. The question we're really asking is how much does this change the behavior of the employees you have? It – I want our people to have every opportunity to reap the rewards from their efforts. I want that to be the motivating factor. Everybody wins is my kind mm-hmm. of logic. We talk about a lot around here. I want everybody to be able to win when we win. And I want them to be able to affect their own win. If that, if that makes sense, I always was disgruntled when I would look at what I was billing per hour, what the work I was doing and how much money we were building the client. And when I was with that, i like, gosh, this is great. I don't, if I take another client right now, I don't make any more money. Like I want us to win when we win, so that's the part that I I don't know if signing bonuses really moves the needle, other than it may. I mean, who knows? It, it might. Obviously, it does. It probably does, but I don't. It's I don't it's, believe in it.
0: I you know I it's interesting and in today where it's a very you know employee driven labor market right now. Um, it's interesting to see companies who have traditionally never gone the route of offering sign-on, but we're seeing this at like restaurants or, mm-hmm. or even fast food places where, Hey, if you come, come work here and we're going to give you 500 bucks. Now that may be spread out over six months, 12 months, you know, a long time. But even the fact that they're bringing that to the table to begin with, I find super interesting. Um, and at, for me, the, the question that I immediately think of whenever I see signs like that is not, not just, does that actually get you more applicants? But what does that do to your existing employee base that maybe never had that opportunity? And, uh, you know, I, I know that's not uh.
1: – Well, just, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, we're going to – I would say like the cell phone company. Hey, new subscribers get yeah. this really cool thing. The people that are already been with us, hey, you're suckers. Too bad. Yeah. That doesn't – I'd rather – what can I do to motivate my team to improve performance or – get take on accept another client that makes sense or, or you know hey we find more efficiencies i i love motivating um when you help the business improve
0: yeah That's what like, I like uh you know I think it's Dave Ramsey. He, he talks a lot about how his goal is to try to get every single one of his employees, and it doesn't matter if it's the person answering the phone or if it's the person that's cold calling every single one of his people. He wants to be on some type of commission, and I think that's the mindset: is if you work harder and you do your or you do your job better or you find more ways to win as a team, then then that's what I'm trying to reward. That's what I'm trying to compensate. Absolutely, that's what I want to throw more dollars at. Uh,
1: you know, and that's where I you know I come back to. I think people are motivated by so many different things. You know, we we have, you know, $20 bills, you know, pinned to the wall, which motivates my SDR team more than the the commission they already make when they set an appointment. Like it was the competition of it or the first one to get that or it's it's the old, you know, let's race to the car, you know, in the parking lot with your parents when you're a kid, right? Like people like to win. I think people like to compete. Um, I think that stuff is fun and it keeps motivation up. And it doesn't necessarily take hard dollars to do it. I think it's really just creating an atmosphere that hey, let's let's compete on some fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to understand that cash is just one way to mm-hmm. try to motivate your team. There's a lot of other ways around that. Competition, like you mentioned, is a is a big one. Um, I remember whenever we did uh, a, a, I did an HR workshop a couple times um, where Sherm put out a bunch of stats on uh, the difference the different things if you want to call it the different benefits non-cash benefits that people want in the workplace today and one of the things i thought was really interesting about that is they transpose that information with like an age graph and what they essentially determined is that the older the population that you actually have in your in your organization um, the more they care about cash and the younger your population is the more they care about non-cash stuff, whether it's uh, insurance benefits, uh, you know, PTO, yeah, time off. Uh, service-based days, um, advancement opportunities, whatever it may be, it was the non-cash stuff that was really everybody came back to. That's the th- that's the stuff they wanted. And I think it's really important to understand if you're in an organization that has a bunch of you know maybe a younger work work population what is going to move their needle is very different than if i have a bunch of boomers sitting you know right next to them it's different
1: absolutely i i think back you know even when i was a young staff we had little things that were so in in hindsight so cheesy but i really i like to compete so like we had these coffee cups they would give us and we had stickers you know helmet stickers basically (laughs) but it was like you know gold stars you gotta get
0: another buckeye
1: yeah i get a buckeye and i wanted a buckeye which was how do i earn a buckeye or it was we had they called them Arnie Awards, uh or Arty Awards, which was, you know, you get uh, you know, uh called out by your peers, then you would enter to win, you'd give the either travel gift cards or whatever. You could earn swag, you could earn uh certain trainings that were only available if you earn the right to go. I I like to compete, so I was all about that kind of stuff. That was perfectly motivating for me. I that's all I needed. I didn't think about the cash part of it. The cash would been great, but that's not. I like to compete. I want to win, and I was always. I always enjoyed those type of things.
0: Cash is always good, but it's also. It could be lazy, you know. Hey, I want to give you a hundred bucks because you did something great. Hey, that's that's cool. Yeah. But can there be more to it? Did than it that?
1: change my behavior? And I'll say, I find like we have a profit sharing bonus here that we do, and profit sharing we we share amongst the team. And I'm always like, while I love that we do it, I'm not sure it changes any behavior because of it. Yeah. And so. Um I'm, I, I want the people – and the reason why we did it initially was the people that we have on our team that were not able to put on production. It allowed us to have a way to compensate them for the effort they were doing to help production. Right. Um, the challenge with that over time, though, is now it becomes like, well, it's just part of my salary. It, it doesn't really change anything. I mean, if I get it, great. If I don't get it, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, well, awesome. I better get I it. I better get it, <laughs> right, yeah. So, so I just, just pizza And then me.
0: when the profit isn't as great, it's
1: – hey why didn't i get it why didn't i, I should have well, got more how the profit sharing works is with that profit profit, yeah. profit right yeah but yeah that's the part that is a little little infuriating. i would say i think our wheel motivates a little bit sometimes i think that's something the that shurm article talks getting about. getting shout outs ringing the bell yeah just you know honestly just play recognition getting cool gear you know like if you hey we're gonna you know person who does best this month gets a new monitor or you know, some swag or whatever it is, people, I think, are generally motivated by some of that stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's important just to, to know your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain people on my team care more about different things than other people on my team care about. And if I'm going to, let's say, Tammy, who cares deeply about, uh, you know, doing a good job, and she wants to help, and I'm over there high-fiving everybody else and never pay attention to Tammy, she's going to recognize that because yep. she cares about that stuff. Uh, and and if you're a leader and you don't, you don't have the awareness to, to know exactly what motivates your team and what your actions say and what your non actions communicate as well, then you're going to, it doesn't, you can throw cash around all day long, but people are still going to get frustrated because I think one study, I think it was like cash motivates for like four days or something. I don't remember the exact number of days, but it was less than a full pay period. And so if you're, if you're constantly, all right, I'm going to give you a bonus if, you know, just because for X, Y, Z, whatever, two pay periods from now, that's worn off. You know, I have going to give you a raise. That's great, and I'm not saying or even trying to suggest that you don't do those things, but it's not enough in today's world. You got to right. do more than just throw out cash every once. Yeah, of.
1: we really talk heavily about the idea of just praising in public. You know, and, and I think that praise goes a long way. I think as we we do our shout outs, we we talk about our leadership, uh, our leadership team. Every time we do an all hands, does a you know, let's praise a person on our team. When we have our weekly celebrations i want us to celebrate the wins and i think people like to be a part of something that's just i mean money's great and everybody wants to have a nice comfortable living don't get me wrong and i want to pay our team as much as we physically yeah. possibly can but at the same time i do think that there's so many things i mean i think uh so, you know celebrating service is a big deal i think people love to be involved in part of some you know benefits to, benefits to the community i think that um, some people are motivated by uh, negative consequences just as much as positive. I mean, it is. I mean, some people like uh, the article I read on that was that they need to set the negative consequence themselves. Like, hey, if I don't get my stuff done, I can't leave until six o'clock, or you know, whatever it is, and you know, stuff like that. And so, I think it's very interesting to think through. You have to be able to know your team well enough to know how to motivate them. And, and I said, just it's just you're throwing money at them.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day. We're all trying, I mean, as leaders, we're all trying to encourage our team and motivate them, whatever word you want to use, to, to get them to perform at their best, uh, You know, whatever that, that may be, depending, depending upon the different industries and the jobs that they have. Uh, cash is one way to do it. There's a bunch of non-cash ways. out. And if you're not doing both and, you're probably going to miss out on, on talent in the long run. This episode of the One Step Better podcast is brought to you by Patrick Accounting. Do you need better insight into your business? Are you concerned about your tax strategy as you grow your small business? If you do, Patrick Accounting offers outsourced bookkeeping and accounting solutions for growth-minded business owners and entrepreneurs. Patrick Accounting is in your corner to help you make more money and keep more of it. Check out our website, patrickaccounting.com to learn if we're the right team for your business.
1: Obviously, one of the things that we're trying to talk through here is the idea of why is this a problem? You know, I think as leaders, we all right now, it is a war for talent. We want to keep our best people. We want to make sure they're feeling like they're a part of something special um, and that they truly, you know, that we truly um, reward them for all their efforts. I think this all goes into that overall mindset of just trying to make sure you're appreciating people that are working with you and understanding what they're. What they're motivated by. What are some of the challenges you think happen with regards to this? With, you know, wh- why would people kind of get disgruntled if it? If we well, started with the premise that people are being paid fairly, fairly, yeah, right. So I'm assuming money for people that aren't feeling where they're mo- compensated There's fairly.
0: There's always a disagreement I, from for, from now to the history of time to the history of history. There's always going to be a disagreement between I feel like I should get paid X and my employer, my boss, whoever is responsible for that, feels like I should get paid Y. It's not – I don't think it's normal for those two opinions to be in line all the time. Um, There's always going to come the point where, hey, I feel like I deserve more, and you may be feeling like you're you're paid adequately or maybe even – yeah, a little bit more, but not as much more as you yeah. think. Or maybe, yeah. you know what, I feel like I'm overpaying you.
1: It's an X and a Y, right? It's a supply <laughs> and demand. Right. <laughs> We're
0: trying to find that that middle ground. And and to the extent that people feel they're paid reasonably, all is generally well. But that's not the norm. And I, th- I think that's the one of the, the pain points here to, to point out is no matter what you think about your compensation to your employer employees, if you're a business leader, they probably have a different different opinion. Um, and you have to watch out for the habits that you unintentionally create when it comes to compensation. If your're if your normal is to do annual raises, and for whatever reason, maybe you just forgot or you got behind or you got busy doing something else, or COVID hit, and you just simply can't afford to, And those normal annual raises freeze or stop or, or temporarily delayed. You may not say anything to your employees about it, but I guarantee you they recognize it. Yep. People know when you're, when you're starting to jack with their compensation. I feel like from from where I sit, this is one of those things that um, it's easy for business owners and leaders who are used to the fluctuation of paychecks because that's just normal life of small business. I'm not taking $1,000 a week or you yep. know, whatever it is. Um, it's easy for them to sometimes lose sight of the fact that your employees aren't that way right. a lot of times, and they know whenever that bank or that bank hit is a hundred bucks less or you yep. know whatever it is. Absolutely. Uh, and and it's important to communicate those things because if what what's going to happen is if you watch, if you don't watch out and pay attention to it, those routines that you thought were sporadic really became a rhythm, and whenever you miss that rhythm, it's going to be change. a point of friction. Absolutely. Now here's the thing that's frustrating about it out from the leader standpoint. That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? If I say, hey, I'm going to give you a quarterly bonus, and then when that's all me being generous or whatever it is, it's not necessarily maybe not tied to your performance. And then the very next quarter that I don't do it, I'm perfectly within my right not to do it because that's not part of your wages necessarily. You didn't earn that money. That was a me being generous, nice to you. But as soon as I stop doing that, you have become someone entitled, almost rightfully so, to those funds. And it's just a point of friction that
1: I absolutely agree 100%, and I struggle with this as an owner, I do, Christmas bonuses. Yeah. It it bothers me because I'm like, well, what is a reasonable amount of bonus? What's the, like how much should I be bonusing? If I do a bonus this year and then decide not to a bonus next year, Am
0: I doing more harm than because good? Do I have another
1: plan I, with those dollars? Yeah. I need to do this. Like I, uh, so we went to gifts. Like it yeah. just was easier. I chickened out.
0: Um, well, the way that we do it kind of kind of gives it, you a nice out because you could get a gift that's worth, let's call it a hundred bucks, or you could get a gift that's worth five hundred bucks, and it's all based in the game. So I, the game. I, 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 I didn't have, do it. I didn't do you it. You just picked yeah. wrong.
1: Absolutely. Hey, choose better next time. That's yeah. right. That's right. And we still have people like. Now my problem with that is like. Okay, do my I have one up it next year? It, I've already got two computers. I don't need another <laughs> computer. Yeah, we've had that happen before. But
0: um, my favorite non-cash way to motivate people—I say it's non-cash, it really kind of is cash—is through retirement plans. Um, it, it's my it, it's my favorite thing to talk about when it, whenever we do those HR workshops, because the reality is. If you are an employer that brings on a younger population, but if you're doing like entry level jobs, you have the opportunity to make millionaires for, out of your employees just by offering some type of retirement plan that has um, a match or uh, an employer related contribution. Because the reality is, if you can get somebody that's 25 years old and talk to them about, hey, you know what, if you stick with me and you, you know, we're going to do this together and you're going to contribute to your, you know, Roth 401k and I'm going to contribute to your 401k, at the end of your career, you're going to be a millionaire. Um, and to see those eyes light up, huh? it's like, wait, <laughs> that, I, I may only be a $40,000, 50000 a year employee, but you're telling me I could be a millionaire. because oh. The reason I call that non-cash uh, That's is cash. Be, bank. It is cash. <laughs> but the reason I, I consider it non-cash is because what that tells your employee is I care about your financial freedom and financial future, more than just this year, I'm looking, I want to see you develop over time and I have a career trajectory for you and we're going to grow together. Um, it's more than just, Hey, in 40 years, because nobody's looking that far ahead, but in 40 years, I have a plan for you. Not just this year. That's great. I love it. That's my, it's one of my favorites to, to jump on.
1: Mine with, um, not money is honestly sending genuine. Thank you yeah cards envelopes to people's homes or giving and we've done it before when I see somebody's parent who comes in our office praising the employee to the parent yeah is a huge huge motivator I think it's 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 a proud moment for the for the parent and the kid handwritten cards big yeah. deal yeah big it's deal. so simple but it really it just said you know showing what you about gr- showing gratitude
0: first started your job if you know your boss's boss's boss sent you a card in the mail. It's a big deal. Even if he, that person may have no idea who you are, but when you get that card in the mail and you open it up, you're thinking, wow, I they know me, mm-hmm. I'm recognized, I am known here. Yep. Those things, I think, uh, they, they're great, they're great. Mm. One of the things that uh, always happened whenever in a previous job of mine um, is anytime there, there was travel involved, mm. uh, anytime you were gone, my boss is writing a letter to my spouse Saying, "Hey, we really appreciate, uh, uh, you know, what Mike is doing. I know it's tough whenever travel's involved, and maybe it's a little gift basket or something like that, just to to acknowledge. That's it's cool. not just easy; it's not just difficult for me to be gone. It's difficult for the people around me when I am gone.
1: Um, then they send you a thank you card back. Please thank you for letting Mike go out to of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. Here's your gift. <laughs> like make it happen yeah, more often. Yeah, yeah please. it's great. This, happen? this great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wrap it up. I, I think it's important to understand cash is great. Cash does work to get people happy. and It's it's the table stakes is the way I think about it. If you're not paying some type of reasonable wage, you're going to miss out on people regardless of everything else. Um, but when you are paying a reasonable wage... Cash is limited in its ability to actually get your people to do more or reach their full potential in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and that's where knowing your team and having a plan for them, uh, finding out what does move the needle, whether it is you know maybe they have some health issues and they need a better health plan, and you know you could easily offer that instead of you know just a one-time bonus type thing or handwritten notes or uh, understanding that they have a family and and mm-hmm. being meaningful to to the family those little things start to move the needle greatly. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it turns into a cultural multiplier because as soon as the leadership of a company is doing that, guess what your mid-managers and your lower-level employees are doing? They recognize that, and they're going to start to do that because that's what's been modeled to them. Mm -hmm. And it's going to lift the entire culture. And so um, if you're out there and you are struggling 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 to find people i would encourage you to look at your culture how can we tell the story of all the great things that you're doing from even think about even from a marketing component i want to tell the story of of all the great things that we're doing to try to help our employees and get that story out there get it published and see if that may move the needle in your recruiting efforts Um, if you are doing awesome at this and you have some other ideas or some things that we haven't talked about we would love to hear about it you could email us at one step better at works.com w h i r k s dot com and uh, uh, we would love to hear exactly what everybody else is doing out there. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us. we really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.